Hello everybody and welcome once again to Wrestling With COVID. This is our monthly discussion on everything going on in the world with COVID and wrestling. Joined by Jim Boy Star and Josiah and we have reached an unfortunate anniversary just about as next week will mark one year since the big breakout here in North America. I didn't even realize that. And I guess it would be helpful then if I gave a date in regards to this. Uh, it is right now March 2nd. It is 7.33 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, you know, when I originally called for uh, another COVID episode, another wrestling with COVID episode, I was under the intention in my mind that it will probably be the last one. But now with some certain news, at least here in the States, uh, I'm a little hesitant. Obviously, I've already made plans to do the new project with Bill. Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts, which debuts on March 28th. And my intention is not to have any other programming, of mine at least, run during that time, which I figured would that would include COVID, the Wrestling With COVID series. Um but before we do that, let's get into where, before I talk about the topic that I, I'm going to bring up here, Josiah, how are you doing today? I'm doing fairly well, all things considered. Um, our province is doing marginally better than it was when we last did our update here. Um, yeah, I might as well just get right into it with how my province is doing. Um, yeah, please. We, we had a significant spike in cases uh back in january and february and uh, we have since gotten that largely under control and are looking back into moving to a modified yellow phase uh which is it still has some restrictions but allows us to have um a a larger circle of people we can visit uh, as long as we only visit them and only see them uh so i will be able to see friends again very soon uh, hopefully as soon as this weekend. Okay. Um, so uh, as far as vaccinations go, it is they are going out to all the essential worker, workers now pretty consistently. Um, I don't know how it's going to work for when it's uh, open for the public next month in April, but I'm assuming we'll have announcements about how that's going to work. I, I, I'm almost 100% sure it's just like the flu shot. You sign up and book an appointment, and then you go. Uh, I'm, pr I'm pretty sure that's what it's going to end up being like. Um, so uh, as for Canada as a whole, we are seeing improvements again. Um, our daily cases are down uh, pretty dramatically since uh, increased lockdown restrictions happened. And we are we're probably behind in terms of vaccination of where we should be, but we are slowly but surely making progress. I believe we've just approved the Oxford vaccines. We have three vaccines now for, uh, for Canada. Um, although Pfizer and Moderna are the ones I would, one of those two I would prefer to have if I had a choice. Right. I think, I think, the, I mean, we, and this is also one of my topics, but um, we have in the States also, I believe, just today, either today or yesterday, uh, officially approved Johnson and Johnson. Mm -hmm. Yes, so that's our third one. Um, 
And again, I think most people in the United States would probably be in the same boat as you. Like, if I have a preference, it would be one of the other two. Right. Uh, and I think we're on our way to approving Johnson & Johnson as well here. So that would be our fourth if we do that. But yeah, I can I can see that. I'm, I'm surprised you guys didn't approve it already. But, you know, I don't know how that stuff works. Um, Bill, how's Maryland? Um, Maryland's doing good. I was looking at the numbers a little while ago. Um we are going down as of right now as as far as cases go we do have a bit of an issue as far as does like place some places in the state getting the vaccine mostly baltimore uh city and baltimore county are is like right now the big area that really needs the vaccine or distribution of the vaccine um Numbers are going down. Uh, places are starting to let people in, but it's by a certain number and obviously by whatever county you live in. Um, I haven't really heard much about the county that I live in, except, you know, like some restaurants are starting to let people back in again. Um, right. Probably not that many at this point in time. But really the main thing right now is the shortage of vaccines and also the schools opening back up. Um, there are some school county or some counties that opened their schools this week. Some have been open for a while. My county, which I've said on many times, has had the biggest number of cases. The staff is going back in a few weeks and our students and their families, they did a survey where they were decide they were given the option to either do hybrid learning, continue to do or yeah, do hybrid learning, which is come in for two days at school and do virtual learning three days or just continue to do virtual learning. So those surveys have been sent. Uh, the deadline was a couple of days ago. And the first day that students who decided they do want to go back can go back is April the 8th. Okay. And where does that leave you? Are you going back to uh, – weren't you doing like a on one day but off another day? Were you doing that, if I'm not mistaken? No. Uh, what were you doing? Were you, you were just home the whole time, Yeah, right? well, I was just home the whole time. Not so now is that your date that you're going back no matter what? Uh, March 17th is the date I go back. Oh, that's... Because I'm um, staff, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, this they were basically... All the staff is going back. Like, no okay. matter what. Like, we did not have a choice. We didn't have uh, an option. All right, Bill, so let me ask you this, because... Obviously, I've said in the past I'd be mad about it, but I'm I'm not obviously going to hold you to this. I just want the truth. Yeah. Did you get the vaccine? I will be getting it by the end of this week. Okay. I've we've been trying. Uh, what I mean by we, I mean my parents and I, to get scheduled for the vaccine. We've done this for like two months straight. Haven't really got anything, and then last week. We got very lucky, so we will be going to get our vaccine at the most vaccine place in the world you could get it, Six Flags America. 
Are you kidding me? I am not kidding. This wow. Is a, this is a real thing. Can you ride a roller coaster while you're there, too? <laughs> I, I wish. For, no. for every vaccination, you get two <laughs> roller coaster rides. <laughs> I wish. But no, what's actually kind of neat is this is one of the few places in the state where you just stay in your car and they give you the shot. Wow. Okay. I didn't even, uh, we don't have any of that here. We all have to, I don't, to my knowledge, we don't have anywhere where you can just stay in your car. That's news to me. Mm-hmm. So brings a whole new meeting to uh, drive through shotting. It is. I mean, it's, it's, it, I'm not, I shouldn't be surprised by it. I mean, cause we've been doing COVID tests where you can just get it in the car. Mm-hmm. So why would there, why would be a vaccination thing be different? Of course, you know, I'm still going to work every day and I'm looks like for me, it's not going to be till April. Um, but good. I'm, you know, but now let me ask you this, Bill, since you're going to be getting it, mm-hmm. do you have any idea if they're going to say, which I doubt it, but are they going to say, which shot do you want? Or do you know which one you're getting already? I have no idea if they're going to give me the option. Okay. And just, I assume you're in my boat. You're nowhere near. No, not right now. Uh, yeah, it's not open up to the public yet here in Canada. So, once it's open to the public, though, uh, I'll I'll follow whatever procedure it is to get vaccinated. It, and I don't I don't think it would be an overly long wait. Um, once they have enough supply to start meeting, start uh, rolling it out to the public. Uh, and like I said, I assume it's going to be handled with our with our health cards at a pharmacy. It's not going to be an overly big deal to get it done. Um, So I I don't see it being uh, too much of a problem here. And uh, I would expect uh, ease of access. They might, they might set up like uh, some uh, drive through places like, like that as well. Uh, But I expect coming announcements for that. It's going to be different for each province too, probably. Like uh, we're, we're still ha- going to have a federal rollout plan, but the federal rollout's more about supplying the provinces, and then the provinces can decide how to best to meet their their needs on, in that regard. Because uh, I mean, each every province in Canada is drastically different from the other in terms of geography, right. in terms of population and layout and density and all those kinds of things. Yeah. So uh, the I would expect the cities will get the vaccinations first because the most people are there, so that kind of makes sense. But uh, I hope they find a way to serve the rural areas. They don't have hospitals. Um, There are some like that, uh, and hopefully they can set up, like, uh, roaming clinics or something like that to to get those done. All right. Uh, So, yeah, for for me, just, again, still just going back and forth to work, still still being sick. I said I've been suffering from health problems for a while now. You would think that would move me up a little bit, but our I had filled out the form months ago. Oh, not months ago. I guess like a month or two ago. I should have cheated. That's what I've come to the conclusion with. Um, although I don't know how, how far I would have gotten with the cheating, to be fair. Um, one of the reasons, maybe this isn't too much of a worry for Canada, but one of the reasons why... I'm thinking that, uh, unfortunately, this might not be our last COVID episode is because of news that came out today in the United States of um, Governor Abbott in Texas. Uh, He has now announced Texas is open. And not only are all masks no longer needed, 
Um, but also, uh, what was the other thing? Um, oh, businesses are open 100%. So this is why I hesitate. I went into this up until yesterday or up until today saying, this is probably going to be our last COVID episode. What else can possibly happen? I mean, there, granted, there are things that could happen, but I didn't foresee it. This is one of them. People traveling to Texas and out again, spreading this thing. Now, granted, yes, we have. I'm not as worried about it because we're that we are legitimately getting vaccinated. But also, I am worried that is just going to delay things. I do not understand why we cannot just wait until May. I think May is reasonable mm-hmm. to start a reopening, specifically whatever Memorial Day. Let that be at the beginning of the summer and people enjoy their summer. What do you two have to say about this? Well, uh, I I retweeted the Governor Abbott's announcement with a, a tongue-in-cheek response, and it was an image shaped like a Facebook like that says, Coronavirus likes this. <laughs> uh, because they're going to see spikes again. It, it was a few weeks ago, they were doing 20,000 cases a day. In Texas alone, Canada has been doing 3,000 or less cases a day for the majority of this. We're an entire country. Uh, I now mean we have 38 million people. Texas has 22 or something like that. But so it is comparable in that regard. Yeah. There, there's there's no reason why why Texas could not be doing better if they kept the lockdowns. And anyways, the the announcement of that is premature just because they, I think that I saw the, uh, the statistics, they vaccinated something like 14% of people, uh, adults in, um, in Texas, which is not nearly enough. Absolutely not, yeah. And the thing is, too, uh, Houston, there was a news article, Houston is the only city in the U.S. to, to uh, known to date to have all COVID-19 variants mm. at play. Oh, I didn't even know that. So, and we're not 100% sure how the variants are going to react to the vaccine. Um, we know the the British variant, uh, the vaccine does do a good job of slowing that down. The South African variant, it, it, we're not 100% sure, but it looks less effective against that. Not ineffective but less effective mm-hmm. um but one thing that i am encouraged about if they can get the vaccines out especially the pfizer and Moderna ones um dr alex patel was talking on or uh, sent an email to dave dave Meltzer uh with wrestling observer about how uh how israel has vaccinated like 95 percent of their population with Pfizer and Moderna, just because of how they were set up. They, they, they were ahead of the game compared to everyone else. Right. And they have noticed some trends that re- reduction of the spread of the virus was dramatic. Not, and not just asymptomatic spread, because you can still contract the virus, even if you don't... If you're vaccinated, you can still, still get infected with the virus, but it's not going to... Uh, cause COVID-19 in you. Okay. Um, uh, so it, it stops you from getting sick, but it doesn't stop you from being a carrier. Uh, but they have noticed 
that it does spread less asymptomatically than it does uh, if you have symptoms. If you have symptoms, it spreads more. So that is a trend they noticed. So they have seen a reduction in, uh, in the amount of people who are infected with the virus dramatically uh, and, uh, or a reduction in spread. So there is good news with, with the more effective vaccines, the Pfizer and Moderna ones. And, and good news about it, too, is I think the people behind testing for variants and going to release a variant vaccine as well. Um, because they already had the vaccine made. Now it just happens because M the mRNA vaccines are just instructions for your cell to build a protein. And uh, so what they're going to do is they're going to update the vaccine going forward with uh, to compensate for the variant eventually when, once they figure it out. But it, it's a matter of just uh, modifying their code a little bit. It's like going into a computer and modifying your base code a little bit. And uh, I, I'm probably making it sound way more simple than it is, but, right. uh, but it is much easier than uh, a vaccine that uses a dead form of the virus. So I'm, I'm very hopeful but knowing what we know right now, where we're at, if all the variants are present in Houston, they're going to be present all over Texas of soon. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be bad. And then there's going to be people who, uh, who are infected with it, spreading it everywhere, traveling back and forth and whatnot. Yeah, and that's, you know, one of the biggest problems as far as, or, you know, this news article is one of the biggest problems that I'm like, uh, maybe I'm. Maybe unfortunately, this won't be the last COVID episode. Maybe we're talking in about a month or two again. I, I don't know, but I mean, you know, there's that, and then look. I just don't. Have we been on here after Biden was elected, or no? Have we uh, done the, the show? I think we did one after the election. I mean, but like, was it like right, right after, or what, after the election, or after when he was inaugurated? Oh, sorry, uh, after the inauguration. After the inauguration. I think we did one after the inauguration. Okay. I mean, look, he's done, you know, some, you know, made some headway as far as, you know, getting, I know he has the goals, you know, the whole, let's see what the president does in the first 100 days. But one of the things that he's not, hasn't done is, which, I mean, I guess I, he, I don't know if he really had a platform on this. Very disappointed. There is no lockdown. Super disappointed in that. Um, and then... Like, I don't know. I just feel like I don't know why there's not, though. I don't understand it. Like, what is it that, like, we need to be open? I mean, to be honest with you, Bill, like, you know you know how you're saying that, like, your school will be open, what, in April? Yeah. Why? Okay. They're going to learn for two months and then that's it? Well, okay. I, I, with Marilyn, this one, I'm actually going to give Biden a pass. Because this was Governor Hogan's whole thing, was he did a press conference about a month, month and a half ago, where he basically threatened the counties, all the counties, of you have to open up by March. And if you don't, we will maybe sue you. And we might withhold fundings from you. Which, well, that's a really scummy thing to do. It is. And he has no right, no authority, even though he is governor, he has no authority to do that whatsoever. Prince George, or the county I'm in, Prince George's County, 
is has been the exception as far as the number of cases. Like I said, we've had the most cases since the beginning. I want to say that Governor Hogan has put a leash, at least on some counties, some of like the bigger counties, because, okay, you guys have had more cases, but still, the fact that you want you want kids to go into school with less than two, three months of the year. And I've made this argument to a bunch of people. By the time these kids get back, especially, you know, like some this week, some, you know, a couple weeks ago, in these kids' minds, this school year's over already. Exactly. They just want to get to June and be like, okay, summer vacation. It doesn't make an ounce of sense to me. The only thing that, that I can figure here is that, let's be honest, parents don't want to spend time with their kids. I have a very hard time believing. I'm sure there's probably a, a exception here or two, but I do think they're minor, that these are all parents that are just like, we need to get them back to school so that they're not driving me crazy anymore. I have a very hard time believing that a kid is like, especially in 2021, when you have unlimited options in streaming services, video games, and everything like that, that they're rushing to get to school. I sure as hell know I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I, I think part of it, too, is um, households that have both parents working and they can't afford daycare or anything like that. Uh, so what's going to end up happening in that case is that they... Uh, they like the government could be like, well, we need we need to keep both parents working for the economy. Uh, but in reality, it has shown. If we go look at New Zealand and how New Zealand handled the virus, no cases, no, none. They they've been free of cases for months. They are fully open. They just when you come in, you got to quarantine for a month. Sure. Yeah. I think we talked about that before. Yeah, I did but, so too. Yeah. But um, on the last one. <laughs> Uh, Canada started doing something similar with uh, people coming into the country, but um, they pay people to stay at home. It's it's going to work, right. and and they're going to spend it on the economy. They're going to pay their rent. They're going to buy food. Uh, it, it will actually keep the economy going, probably a lot better than people going to work, getting sick, and dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I. Like, how much more strain on the the system as a whole is it to have uh, people going and getting sick, and then going to use uh, hospital resources? Even in the United States, in a country that doesn't have universal health care, that still puts a whole lot of strain financially on the system because the government does pay into health care. Uh, you're you're going to have more people with Medicaid Medicaid claims. You're going to have more people having to take time off work because they're sick. Like it, it would cost so much less just to lock down for three months. We probably spend to stay home. We probably spent so so much unnecessary money these past these past couple of months just trying to get the schools open because then the schools got open but then they got shut down again. Mm-hmm. Instead of what I mean, I know this isn't a popular thing because I've talked to people about this before. I would have just said at the beginning of this, guess what? There's no school year. Everyone's getting left back by one year. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that option from some counties. But I think the problem is 
with the schools. Joe Biden said that we will have school, all schools open within the first hundred days of my administration. I don't understand. That's the thing that annoys me. I don't Why is this? This is such an obsession. The thing Um, is, the thing is, sorry, uh, so short term. Exactly. I think it's short term. It's going to create more problems. But I also think it's part of um, them trying to appease the Republicans, which they shouldn't be doing. But here, at the same time, Biden is asking for basically the impossible to happen. And so many things have to go the right way for this to even happen, which I still don't think will happen. And then, and, and I talked to a friend of mine um, a month ago, because he talked to me about what I felt about, you know, schools being reopened. And I went back to the second debate, the, the second debate of Biden and Trump. And that was one of the topics. If you watch the clip, Joe Biden at the end of that bit says to the teachers, well, you know, if you die, oh well. And then he's like worried about, you know, getting sick and all that. Come on, come on. That right there, when I, because I saw that when it happened and then I watched it again, does not give me confidence that this president can do something this big. And you're talking about schools where, you know, in the world, we're like in the 30s compared to a bunch of other countries in the world. Mm -hmm. So I really think, and some of this comes off from Biden, that some of the governors come off as, oh, you know, schools, you know, it's it's more important to the kids, not as important to the, to the teachers. The teachers will be fine, and if they die, they'll just drop dead. You know, I get that feeling, you know, that vibe coming from him that, ah, I really don't give a shit about the teachers. Let's just get the kids in. We can replace teachers anytime we want. Bill, you should move to New Jersey because <laughs> our governor is clearly... Um, bought out by the friggin' teachers union. Uh, for, I, I we have spent so much money on educational stuff that isn't even going on. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm, I'll be honest with you. I think I'm on the opposite side of you in regards to this one. Um, but in addition to this Texas thing, now we already t- talked about how terrible it is that WrestleMania is probably going to have fans. Or at least I think it's terrible because, again, just like the Texas situation, this can be a super spreader thing because you're going someplace from a variety of states mm-hmm. and then going back. Uh, I would yeah. like to. Go, sorry. Uh, it's not like the situation with the the Japanese wrestling shows being open and all right. that, uh, where they're all wearing masks. None of them are cheering. They're like they're making no noise and they're just applauding politely for even the heels do. <laughs> It's like it's I mean, a t- also like, situation. How many people are traveling for the J- Japanese shows? Probably not many. It's usually the, so. the local, that when the when the, it's the company that's doing the traveling. So like New Japan will go to a different town, and they, of course they test all the wrestlers and keep them all in social bubbles and stuff like that as well. So they're they're still handling it very very well, although not mm-hmm. ideally but they're probably as well as you can if you're going to be running in a pandemic. And 
they take the social distancing seriously. They and like people aren't going to travel from Tokyo to a small town to one of these shows, or vice versa. They're going to wait until New Japan comes to their town, and then they're going to go to the show. So, um, right, which is why, why I had said that I was more okay with you know your regular team game. I mean, I'm still not okay with it, but like right. I'm more okay with it because no one's gonna. Uh, no super, no jet fan for, is going to come from an RSA just for a regular game. Now, right. if they're in the Super Bowl, maybe, you know, who knows? And, and but, there wasn't any reports that I've heard or seen that people came back tested positive for those that went to the Super Bowl. I mean, the numbers were up a little bit. I mean, you could take that as a variety of reasons. I yeah. mean, I guess you can't really pinpoint it there, but there oh, were no, up, up cases in, in, in that time. Now, um, me, uh, you know, my point is this though. I'm, I'm not actually trying to talk about WrestleMania because we already know that's a shit idea. What I want to talk about is the even shittier idea of WrestleCon happening. Oh yes, mm. let me pull that up. First off, number one, fuck whoever's running WrestleCon. What is wrong with you? Yeah, uh, WrestleCon and The Collective, both are running. What's the, I don't know what The Collective is. Uh, the Collective is GCW. Okay. Uh, the, it, G- GCW's uh, been running, though. Like, they, they were doing shows outside. I'm not saying it makes it right, so it's not, nothing new for them. Yes, yeah. Uh, and they have um, taken, at least the people, part of The Collective, anyways, have taken the social distancing in that in arenas seriously. I still wouldn't feel comfortable going, though. Uh, I mean, at least they're taking the social distancing seriously. But it's like it's a small, dingy building with poor ventilation. It's like, come on, guys. But my, see, I guess I'm more mad about WrestleCon because, like, well, Bill, what, what, you were going to pull something up. What, yeah, what did you okay. pull up? Well, let's well, hear what WrestleCon has to say for themselves. Okay, Who is well, even running WrestleCon these days? Um, I don't you know? really know. It does. Oh, hi. Really? Oh man, it's high it's, spots. Is it high spots? It's high spots. Okay. That that kind of disappoints me because I like them. I get some of my stuff from there. But, um, okay. Uh, do you want hot? Do you guys care about the hotel rooms or no? Well, I do in the cases of like how many people are they letting stay in a room. Okay. Uh, let me see if they have that. Because that's the other problem. While you look this up, so my biggest problem is this: is that. Okay, people are going to go to WrestleMania whenever tickets get on sale. It's wrong, whatever. Okay, we get it. What WrestleCon does is it encourages more people to go into the area, even though they might not have a WrestleMania ticket, which makes the event the whole weekend bigger, which gives a bigger chance of spreading out. Now, yes, we know that you know, morally, WWE's not good, uh, you know. Yes. Sadly, we kind of expect them to do the wrong thing. WrestleCon could have just not run. I still don't know what the reason is. I mean, clearly, if they were, if it was a problem with, with business, they haven't run for a year. Why is, why is this different? Why is this one show going to make a big difference for you? Okay, so... They don't say anything about number of people in the hotels, but 
they do have convention details and safety protocols. Oh, yeah, let's hear the safety protocols. Safety protocol number one should be this event's not happening. Please get your <laughs> All right, we'll do safety protocols, then we'll do convention details. Okay. Okay. This is from their website. Providing a safe environment for our guests and staff is a top priority. Achieving this is a shared responsibility. You must wear a face covering whenever you're in public areas of the hotel and at all WrestleCon events. No patron will be admitted to any WrestleCon event without wearing a mask over both mouth and nose. We'll see our, about that. Our staff will be monitoring for compliance. Any patron who fails to comply with the event mask mandate will be asked to leave. If you fail to comply, you will be escorted out of the event and no refund will be issued. Temperature checks will be administered at the entry point of all WrestleCon event spaces. No guest with a temperature higher than 100.4 degrees will be admitted to any event. Refunds will be given as appropriate. We ask you to practice social distancing, staying at least six feet from other convention guests, staff, and hotel associates. All lines will be spaced to ensure social distancing and monitor for compliance. There will be signage throughout the hotel and spaces to remind guests to maintain social distancing, wear masks, and practice frequent hand washing sanitizing. The convention venue will be cleaned, including each vendor table in between sessions by a professionally trained staff. Hand sanitizer will be available throughout the convention and the hotel. Elevators in the hotel are limited to two occupants at a time. There will be no food and beverage for sale at WrestleCon events. We recommend consuming those outside of the convention area. No food and beverage will be allowed at this event. So that's the safety protocols. And what prevents hotel parties? <laughs> exactly. Okay, hotel or convention details. Um, it'll be April 9th and April 10th, and they have an option for April 11th. So Why an option? What does that mean? Uh, basically, if the sessions fill up, they have an option to also offer additional sessions on April 11th. Okay. Uh, convention will be entirely indoors. Under normal circumstances, this space would be equipped to hold 1,600 attendees. Per hotel safety guidelines, this space can accommodate 800 persons while adhering to both state and hotel imposed social distancing guidelines. So 50% capacity. Well, hold on. That's, that's the next sentence. However, WrestleCon plans to have no more than 320 people or 20% capacity in the room at any one time, including all vendors, talent, guests, guests, and staff. Vendor tables will be spaced according to social distancing guidelines with stations spelled wrong. <laughs> it's spelled S-T-A-N-C-H-I-O-N-S. So stations okay. and floor markings used to control lines and one directional flow. Once you have passed a vendor, you must follow the flow of traffic towards the exit and circle around to visit the desired vendor. Uh, once your session has been completed, 
patrons must exit the convention area to allow hotel staff ample opportunity to clean and sanitize the area before the next session. Vendors and talent will use their discretion when interacting with fans. Talent will remain masked for all interactions, including photo ops. Some talent may also be seated behind plexiglass screens, depending on their personal comfort level. Welcome admission will only be sold for sessions that don't sell out in advance, and there will be no live wrestling events as part of WrestleCon 2021. You know the the biggest assholes are probably going to be the one that requests the plexiglass. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to figure and out... Not, not to be safe. It's going to be like, yeah, I don't... Why would I want to deal with these people anyway? So of course I'll take the class. Yeah, because like I'm looking at the at the list of guests and I'm trying to figure out which ones would. Is the biggest asshole. <laughs> yes. Okay. I. You know what? I think I have my guess. Who? I think it'll be Brooke Hogan. Mm. Yeah, I can. I can see her asking for a plexiglass. I can't believe they're getting Brooke Hogan time at WrestleCon. <laughs> she, she was never. Well, I mean, she was briefly involved with TNA, but. Was she ever really a part of the wrestling business? <laughs> and is Paul Wall going to be there as well? That was who did that one song that she was kind of known for. Oh boy, I think it's called "About Us." Um, that's you know those those are all well and good, but guess what? And maybe it's because this is probably one of the, maybe one of the last wrestling shows that I'm recording as I move into Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts coming on March 28th, but. I consider pro wrestling fans very irresponsible and I can see like half of them not adhering to those guidelines. I I agree. You're probably right. And I would say it's probably not exclusive to wrestling fans. I think people are just dumb, but that's true too. But I I (laughs) do think, I don't know. I just think that under a different crowd, there would be less, I guess is what I'm saying. I feel okay. Here's 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 the here's the more here, here's a better thing. What I'm I guess I'm trying to say, the same people that are anti-mask would also be wrestling fans. That's what I guess what I'm really trying to say. It, it is uh, on that note. It is it is interesting. Uh, I would say that's the case for some of them for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, demographic studies in the United States have been done of wrestling fans. And the majority of them are left-leaning and well-educated, which is very strange. That's very surprising. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is surprising. It, it seems counter, counterintuitive to Ooh, the start. Is, is that a siren that's not on my side? What? That is on my side because oh, I'm, uh, I, I live near a hospital, so. Well, uh, so do I, and I never hear your siren whenever we record, but you guys always hear mine. Yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was. I suppose that's the first time. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they they go by 20, pretty much twenty four seven right by my house whenever it's going on. Uh, so I, I just kind of I didn't even notice it until you mentioned it. <laughs> so Josiah, give us your thoughts on WrestleCon. What did you, What are your thoughts on? I think. The, I, I mean, some of the rules they have in place is good, but I still feel I don't like the collective running because they're actually running shows. And I don't like, uh, I don't like WrestleCon running. I think if there's one year to skip it, it is this year. Yeah, to skip yeah. it. Plus, with uh, the, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to add on with the collective. The last time they did something was in October in Indiana, 
and a bunch of wrestlers ended up testing positive for COVID. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, a bunch of the indie folks did. And they're not 100% sure if it was something after the collective or something during the collective because they weren't able to narrow narrow it down. But that alone is part of the problem right there is that you couldn't fully contact trace it. And I, I just think unless you're a company that has incredible resources to provide the adequate amount of testing and things like that, you probably shouldn't be running right now. Like, I mean, it's not ideal that guys like WWE or AEW are running. Of course not. But at least at least they're all testing now. And uh, at least, except for this weekend, they were all, well, w, they were all in one place. Again, I put that kind of the, to like the sports thing I said mm-hmm. is I don't think anyone is coming from Wyoming. Well, this week's a bad example. Because I was gonna, because this week is a special dynamite that I hope actually loses to NXT. Because who knows? Maybe there's a super Shaquille O'Neal fan out there. But in normal dynamites, not no one's gonna go from, let's say Wyoming for just a random episode of Dynamite. Hey, baby, no, that's a good no, idea. And, Why would you want Dynamite and, to lose? And, and it's funny. It's, uh, like if they were running in Canada, like the they wouldn't be able to have fans in uh, except for maybe like 50 people at the most spread out in a similar size building. And you're you're like right now travel between provinces is required mandatory two week, uh, two week self-isolation between when you travel between provinces. Right. So now of course there are going to be people, people who ignore those rules. And that's why cases for lack of a better term spiked here. And by spiked, I mean we get like 20 cases in a week. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, we, we've we, uh, previously in, in January, we broke our, our daily record, which is quite concerning for us here um, because we got, we got over 100 cases in a day, which was terrifying for here because of our smaller population. And our elderly population, which is much higher uh, than most places. But uh, all that to say, you shouldn't be traveling between states to go to a wrestling show. No, no. That's that's ridiculous. Uh, There should be restrictions between the states for travel. Uh, uh, Fine. If you don't want to lock down your entire state, fine. But limit travel. Just say anyone who comes in from out of state needs to isolate for two weeks unless you have a worker's exemption, which is what we do in Canada. Well, that was one of the things that I found the most surprising when, uh, that I learned from the Biden administration coming on. So when he started, I was like, all right, well, I guess we're going to get a national mask mandate. And then I learned that he actually can't do that. He, which is why there isn't really a national mask mandate, but there is a mandate on, um, I believe it's interstate travel, specifically airports, and I think it's public buildings. So I, I just, I found that very interesting. And so I, I do see where, like, for for us here in the States, how I guess there are different, because I, like, as I said, I thought, like, the minute he was in there, the next day he's going to be, like, national mask mandate, but apparently he can't do that. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know. Uh, we, and I don't even think we can do that in Canada. Because uh, it was down to the provinces to determine the mask mandates, um, but 
with that being said, in Canada, we're much more likely to, we're a much more unified country. Let's just put it that way. Oh, I definitely uh, agree with that, yeah. Uh, we, you know, the only part that's really kind of an outlier that doesn't get along with everyone, is, there's two parts that doesn't really get along with everyone. It's Alberta and Quebec. And those are the two provinces that don't really get along with each, with anyone else. Um, and really, uh, even then, though, like travel restrictions and things like that are just... I don't know what it is, but this this thing has not been politicized in Canada very much. Uh, we we have, I mean, a few people have tried to politicize it, and they usually get slaughtered for it. We have voted people out for trying to politicize this. So I, I don't know what it is and why it it had to become that <laughs> wherever in the United States. Uh, I think it became that because of the previous administration. The, he, the, he certainly didn't help. Mm-mm. He certainly didn't help matters. Even though he uh, got his I'm, freaking vaccine, apparently. <laughs> of course he did. Uh, he certainly didn't help matters, but I'm not convinced it still wouldn't. Maybe it would have happened on a lesser scale. It would have happened on a lesser I, scale, for sure. Yeah, I think. But yeah. I, I still think it would have happened just on a lesser scale if it right. wasn't for him. Because some of the, well... I won't comment on the stupidity of Ted Cruz, other than oh, he's stupid. Yeah. Uh, and like Can that be he'll be Cruz, please. You <laughs> <laughs> will. Uh, and so, so all that to say, uh, it's been easier to have travel mandates. We have, and the, the thing, one of the great things is, uh, our federal government did ultimately recently uh, in January put very strict restrictions on international travel. And local travel is still heavily restricted as well. Uh, but I, I think uh, our premiers take the lead from the prime minister a lot easier, even if they are from a different party than the prime minister is. Um, generally in Canada, we're pretty much willing to work with each other and try to figure this out, even if we disagree on some things. Uh, we're not ideal in any stretch of the imagination, and there are certainly problems but it is, we've been very well equipped to shut down travel and things like that, and there's been less resistance to that than you would get elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill, why don't you chime in on the whole WrestleCon thing, and then I'll move on to the next topic. Okay. Um, I just think this is a bad move. I, I really do. Um, you couldn't... I don't think you would have gotten me with any of the people that they have advertised on. I was just site. looking at that, by the way. What, yeah. what a non, like, except maybe Luger. I might want to, I would might want to meet, meet Luger. He's a nice guy. Uh, yeah. Luger has a very interesting life story about, I think, I also don't think Luger's going to ask for plexiglass. I think Layla will for sure. And I think Lawler will as well. Okay. That's my picks. Not, get pill, give me your pick. Give me three people on this list who you think are going to ask for plexiglass. Okay, well, let's see. I already said Brooke. So that's one. Right. Uh, the other two... Okay, Leo Rush. Okay. I can see Leo Rush. Why? He Hasn't he been competing? Yeah, he has. 
Yeah, so what does he care? Unless you just think he's an asshole. I think he's an asshole. Okay, that's fair. Because, like, I tried to get him to do an interview, and, like, he said, like, somebody from him said an email, was like, you have to pay 40 bucks to do an interview with him. Really? (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. This was before he went to WWE. Um, the other one, I think Ted DiBiase. You know who should? Magnum T.A. Now, he should have vouched for a plexiglass. Given his his health issues, absolutely. Magnum, I would give a pass to. Yeah, Magnum, I'm like, yeah, he did it for health issues. Brooke and Layla, no way. It it is interesting Ted DiBiase's there with the legal trouble that he's in right Right. now, too. I forgot. Well, maybe that's part of the reason why he's there. Maybe. (laughs) <laughs> try to try to pay it, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just I don't like this idea. Um, the only thing that I could think of why they're doing it is because it's in Florida, and somehow Florida, these last several months has escaped with not getting a whole bunch of cases. Yeah, so, well, if that's the case, then you could have just done it. Um, like two months ago, then yeah. I- uh, well, I think the only reason for doing it in Florida is because it's Florida and everything's open there, and and I don't th- I don't think they've really escaped the cases too much. I I, I would highly suspect they're underreporting because they just give up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they're probably on the beach doing these reports, going like, uh, yeah, you know, we had about a hundred cases today. So here's the next question for you before I get to my other topic here, which I think will probably round things out. Um, now that we going with the idea of that that Texas is now open up, does WWE and AEW go to Texas the month after? No. No. You're saying uh, for neither of them or just one of them? Neither. Uh, WWE's announced they're not moving uh, locations until at least September, okay. and AEW I think said the same. Oh really? Uh, I didn't even know that. Well, if that's the case, then yeah, they're both good just staying where they are. And even if they hadn't said it, I don't think AEW would have moved anyway. I maybe would have seen WWE, but now that you've said that, Josiah, then I'm feeling a little bit better with it. Yeah, they announced during one of the uh, the conference calls, WrestleMania is going to be the only show that has fans until September. So uh, they're, they're, they're not doing fans for any other show until at least September, um, which, good for them. They're actually... <laughs> They're actually being smart about this, uh, aside from having the fans at WrestleMania. But, um, and I know AEW isn't going to. They're not moving from Daly's Place until this is over. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what about any other promotions? Do you think they'll try Texas at all? Oh, yeah. Oh, some scumbag indies definitely going to run, I... run uh, Texas, for yeah, sure. Maybe, maybe WrestleCon will do an event there, down there. <laughs> um, you know what? I don't think any of any others will because Ring of Honor is just set with Baltimore right now. So they're fine where they are. The I think Ring of Honor's taping like 12 to 16 weeks of TV at a time. Yeah. Anyway, so. The only one that, that I'm thinking of that might go to Texas, and it's not because of they're you know like they're you know like their owner's an asshole or they have an ego i just think it's because of they need a place to tape could be major league wrestling that's the mm. only one that i could think of but even there i don't think they would do it 
Well, when they do tape, I think they are taping in Florida. Okay. I think they just did the Filthy Island shows. Right. Recently, uh, and I, th- I think they are taping in Florida, but they're they're doing they're mandating bubbles bubbles like um, Ring of uh, Honor. Ring of Honor. Yeah. All right. All right. So, like I said, final. Unless either of you two guys have signed, so Michael, on the surface, this isn't going to seem like a COVID issue. However, uh, I would like to pose a scenario to you. So there was this big story today, um, and and I might not know the full gist of it. Uh, so you two can fill in the blanks for me if if I uh, for things I don't know. So there was a. Um, an event that was going to happen called um, Wrestling for Women Charity. Mm. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so, apparently, Joey Ryan was a part of it, and Tony Khan said his talents were not going to um, be a part of it if Joey Ryan was on it because uh, of some stuff that happened months ago. I, I, I didn't follow any of that. Here's my question, because even though I'm lo- this sounds like I'm going to talk about Joey Ryan, it's actually not the route that I'm going in regards right. to this. Now, this has been canceled, right, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, yeah. yes. although uh, I'll, I'll explain the story a bit, but yeah, I'll explain what you're saying first. Well, again, it's, here's my question is, let's say Joey Ryan wasn't a part of this. It's for charity. But it still seems like an unnecessary event to put on when we've just been saying all these things that shouldn't be running. I, I agree. So I agree. first, give me the background of this, and maybe that'll change my mind or give me more insight. So here's the background. Um, first of all, what charity is, is this for? That's the first question. I couldn't find the... the okay. The, I, I, ha- I have the full story in my head because I've been reading about it all day. So, because uh, it was just no, been all I over. Up the right topic then, I guess. Yes. It, it, it's, it's been all over my Twitter timeline. So, uh, I, I, I will go to the Observer website and uh, they'll probably summarize it better, better than me oh. here. Uh, but then I'll, t- I'll give a little inside information on the charity as well because I know who they are and they're very suspicious. So, let's start with this first. Joey Ryan is an accused, has been accused of sexual assault and harassment uh, by, I think, no less than at least 18 different women, um, and possibly more. I don't, I don't know what the exact number is, and he's suing all of them, and the cases are being thrown out one by one. So, he's, um, he's absolutely, and based on all his actions, I would say he's probably very guilty. Uh, he, he's also claiming to be a Christian now. So, oh, he's born again. <laughs> uh huh. And then he'll post something uh, about how all these women are lying and swearing at them and this kind of stuff. And I'm like, uh huh. Yeah. Um, not exactly a Christian attitude towards this, given, well, from a pastoral perspective. Own what you did. Own what you did. Uh, but back back to this here Uh, Joey Joey, uh, Ryan had his own promotion called Bar Wrestling and so has and he doesn't have it anymore well he supposedly shut it down after he was accused of everything was speaking out Uh, now this show the Wrestling for Women's Charity show it was supposed to be in Knoxville, Tennessee and it was scheduled for March 20th and some AEW wrestlers were announced 
and a poster circulated on the event's Twitter account where Joey Ryan could be seen on the poster. Based on the page to buy tickets, it would appear Bar Wrestling was actually promoting the show under a new email address for the charity. This led to AEW owner Tony Khan saying on Twitter that he would remove talent from the event if Ryan was involved, but would still donate to the charity, and then said, but is the charity even legitimate? Because Joey Ryan's the one who's running it. Uh, soon thereafter, the group announced that they now, de- uh, on their now deleted Twitter account, that they were canceling the whole show while implying they did nothing wrong. And then they said, we apologize for riling everyone up. It's clear that we're in over our heads. We'll say that everybody booked was fully aware of all the details, including going through AEW's third-party booking system for talent. Rather than put talent in a tough situation, we canceled the show. The problem with that statement is that uh, the people who were booked for that show uh, were all told Joey was booking it. They They were not told it was Joey Ryan. And because some AEW people were booked for the show, they assumed Joey Janela. Ah. Because oh, Joey Janela also ran, ran Works for AEW. Well, no, but he also ran things before, from what I understand. They need uh, run little shows here and there at some point? Yeah, he's, he's, one, he's one of the guys who helps book some of the GCW shows. Right, so it's not so, like it's unheard of, like, oh, of course, it's this guy who's run... Okay, that I guess I could see where the confusion would be there. Right, and and Joey Ryan was being deliberately manipulative here to hide who was actually behind the show. So before uh, the show, question, sorry, so just so I'm keeping up on everything here. So before this show was announced, this Wrestling for Women's Charity, that group had not run before, ever before? Or they have? Well, bar, uh, well not, not the, under that name. Is what I guess not under that name, okay. right, because they were bar wrestling previously. Uh, and the account that put up the tickets for sale was Bar Wrestling's account on brown paper tickets. That's when people started to get suspicious of what was going on, and then they eyed Joey Ryan on the poster in a little picture on the corner uh, where you can barely see him because he's clearly hiding this. Mm-hmm. And now this is some a little bit of a conspiratorial thinking, but this is Joey Ryan we're talking about. And this guy is a known manipulator and abuser. So it's entirely possible that he booked this show. And then the people noticing he was on it knew he knew that people were going to notice that he was on it. And in doing so would lead to the cancellation of the show so that he can claim in his court cases that his reputation has been marred because he can't run shows now. And here's proof. Oh, okay. That would not shock, shock me if that's what Ryan is doing. This is right up his alley. Uh, this is how he's been behaving the last few months. And he has been scummiest of the scumbags when it comes to uh, wrestling with this stuff. And on top of that, the ministry, or the, uh, not ministry, the, the charity he was supposedly donating to was run by Joyce Meyer. Joyce Meyer is a known health, wealth, prosperity preacher who teaches, if you love Jesus, you'll be rich. Oh, and, uh, you know, you won't get sick and those kinds of things. And her, her ministry in terms of there's, um, there's an organization that takes looks at all, all these different ministries and ranks them on how trustworthy they are with, if you donate money to them, hers is an F. 
or <laughs> close to it. I'd rather like, go to close, a C because she she does it. She's not very clear about where the money goes, mm-hmm. and she has a jet. Oh, well, there you go. So you can kind of put one and one together. Wait, so where where are you getting this this C and F and all that for? Where they're like a grade system for? Uh, yeah. So uh, it's Masters? a mystery watch. It's a it's a website that ranks charities. Oh, I'm looking this uh, yeah, uh, for or religious charities in particular, it, it's one that um, many many pastors have relied on to determine whether or not someone is it, uh, if they're upfront with their finances. You can at least say if you're donating to them, you know where your money is going. If they're right. not upfront with their finances, you can see where where it is. Uh, now, the the, the moral quality of those charities isn't determined by this website uh whether or not it's actually a good charity to donate to that's a, that's up to you but right. is but but they what they rank it on is how transparent they are with where the money goes um so if they're not transparent about where the money goes they they get a certain ranking there's a transparency ranking of a and the lowest is f and they just kind of go down like that and hers is a c so it's not very good. It would be, it, they would basically say this one has some red flags. Don't, you know, And then there's others like Joel Osteen who have F uh, because he's not open about any of the money goes. Right. Right. Um, uh, he's one of those people that made a profit during COVID by a lot, if I'm not mistaken. More than likely. More than likely. Um, I mean, he has a multi-million dollar mansion. That's enough. That should tell yeah. you all you needed. Now, something I do want to point out because I was looking at the at Tony Khan's Twitter while you guys were discussing this, a couple of the wrestlers have put or have posted the GoFundMe campaign of Pele Primo, who is being sued by Joey Ryan, and he has up to $15,000 right now to help pay for his, or to help pay Pele to handle, you know, being sued, so. So wait, who's Pele Primo now? He is wrestling Ring of Honor. Uh, yes, uh, his girlfriend was, uh, a person who accused Joey Ryan mm. and Pele Primo stood by her publicly and Joey Ryan is including him in the suings of many lawsuits that he filed because of that. Gotcha. Um, he's innocent. Like he's, he did nothing wrong. He was just standing by a significant other. Yes. Uh, and Ryan, uh, and because of the nature of the case, uh, uh, Ryan tried to have the, I think, I think he tried to have the case tried in, um, in California, but because Pele Primo is located in Philadelphia, they threw the case out there and moved it to Philadelphia, which means Ryan is not going to be able to pursue it really too far, but he's going to pursue it as far as he can because he's trying to ruin Pele Primo financially. He, he's trying to uh, to screw him over with legal fees, but uh, if enough fans support Pele Primo, he'll survive the case and he'll probably win, and he'll get thrown out. But well, uh, Ryan has been involved with a lot of sketchy stuff well, around as that. Of, as of right now, as of this recording, March 2nd, Pele Primo has raised $15,660 with a goal of 35000 He's on his way. Yeah. I hope, I hope he gets. It. I hope he gets it. Uh, I, I, I don't like seeing how Joey Ryan has treated people. Yeah. 
So my question is this then. Had Joey Ryan not I mean I guess this I guess it well I guess your conspiracy theory which I can see that happening I mean if that's a card that he has to had to play then then that's what he would do but I was going to say if you if he didn't put his picture on the poster do you think the event goes on Well here's an interesting thing about that though uh too um they announced in the tweet that Fight was carrying the event Fight TV Mm-hmm. Fight announced in a tweet that they were never carrying the event. Hmm. It, it wasn't just we're we've canceled this event and we're not carrying it. It's we would never plan to carry this event. Yeah. So someone is lying, mm-hmm. and my bet would be on Joey Ryan. I, it the whole thing is suspicious, and now the account the account's been deleted. The Twitter account's gone. So. What, it, the wrestling a, for women chat was that an actual Twitter account? Or are you talking about bar wrestling? What told it's, us it's, about? It's an actual Twitter account, the Wrestling for Women's Charity. See, because when I first saw it, I was like, because I had saw that oh, there's something going on with this. My first was like, what the hell is the charity? That's uh, it's uh, so wrestling for women charity. That sounds like a lot of nothing to me. Like, Which is it's like me saying, well, I know, but that's what I'm saying. That was my first alarm. Like, what are they be like? Raising or like hanging with Jim charity. What does that yeah. even mean? <laughs> like, yeah, it, it was very <laughs> ill defined. It was very ill defined. And uh, this is what Fight said. It said uh, on, on their Twitter um, Hello, this is Kim Horowitz, CMO of Fight. I wanted to confirm that this event is not being carried by Fight. Thank you for the comments. We love our pro wrestling community. Um, that sounds to me like Fight never had, even knew about the event. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that's how that reads to me. And the also the audacity of this guy to announce an event for women's charity when he's accused of sexually assaulting... By so many. So many women. Uh, and and the, some of the people that we, he had booked on the show or contacted for booking it... Um, these are people who would have nothing to do with him. So he did some significant lying to get them. Well, that's my other question, I guess, is because someone would have had to make the initial contact to contact the talents. Who's doing that? It was probably him under an assumed name. Yeah. That would you be... don't think they had a conversation they wouldn't know? This is Joey Ryan? Via email? No. It, it would have all been done via email. All right, I guess. I guess you can look at it that way, yeah. All right. So... Bill, give chime in on this, and then I want to actually get to the the topic that I started with this. Although I knew it was probably going to go this route because I didn't know a lot of I didn't understand a lot of what was happening. I mean, it's just a real scummy move from a real scummy person, a real piece of shit. Um, I'm glad that somebody was able to detect this before somebody got hurt. And, you know, we have, you know, like some sad story to talk about a few weeks later. So I'm, I'm just glad that somebody was able to catch on to this. And now it, this is not going to happen and we don't have to worry about Joey Ryan hurting another innocent woman. Mm. Well, except for the fact that if you go by Josiah's theory, this is what was supposed to be all along. Right. But with that being said, I mean, 
who knows who knows if he was legitimately trying to run a show. I really don't know yeah. for sure. If they did run the show, oh, the amount of backlash that would have come out of that. Mm-hmm. And not just because they're running during a pandemic. Because you, of who's yeah. booking it. Mm-hmm. But the question is, if there's a charity out there, should they be running during a pandemic? No. No. I don't believe so either. Um, do you think that there's ever a situation that would warrant that in the wrestling world that someone would run? Because I could certainly see someone coming up with an argument that, well, you know what? I haven't run because it's like Bill said, it's been a year. Um, wrestling probably shut down around this time as far. Yeah. In fact, I know that cause, um, I did that WWE free where it was the last one and it was before the Austin appearance, which was mm-hmm. on March 16th. Right. So probably next week would be a year at some point that everything got shut down there. Yeah. Um, they'll argue that I even had income in a year. What, what's your response to that? I still don't think it should be done. Even if you make the argument that it's been a year, because you still have people that are living in places or, you know, states or countries that still have a high number at this point in time. I mean, not as high as it was a few months ago, but still a a significant number that I wouldn't feel safe participating in or being a part of if I was a wrestler or a staff member involved in this. Unless I can guarantee every person got a test before the show with paperwork, then I would not feel comfortable. Um, but I mean a a charity show depending on what the charity is I would say uh, probably not it could probably wait but if it's like a really really horrible situation like like, um, the referee in WCW when he came down with cancer and and he had no way of paying for his stuff because Eric Bischoff fired him Uh, and yet a whole bunch of the WCW wrestlers I think they just ran their own charity show for him (laughs) I think, so, uh, I think I remember that actually. Uh, and they raised a lot of money for him. I was like, that, that's a pretty dire circumstance where yeah. he needed that to sort of survive. Uh, and so if it's a dire circumstance, okay, fine. Uh, you can run a show, just run as responsibly as you can. Please make sure everyone gets tested. Uh, and don't have fans uh, in a small building like that. It's really different in like Daly's Place, where it's an open open aired place Mm -hmm. and you it it seats 5500 people normally and you put 300 people in there spread out across the whole thing that's fine that's fine not ideal it's fine though uh i mean it's not risk-free but it's doing the best that you can in the circumstances that you're given right all right so like i said i think this may be the last COVID episode, but I'm definitely not ruling it out. Um, but just in case it is, Josiah, why don't you say any final words? I'll say any final words, and then Bill will take us out of here. So I will say uh, this has been one heck of a year, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, certainly one I will never forget, probably for a lot of bad reasons. Um but mainly due to the the virus. Uh, but hey, I'm thankful I've been able to check in with you guys. 
and this has been a consistent thing to to help uh, just talk about it. It's even kind of therapeutic, to be honest, to get the frustrations out there and and say, hey, this isn't how it should be, <laughs> or or even to uh, talk about the hope with the vaccine that we have and things like that. So, uh, outside of that, uh, everyone else out there, stay safe. Follow, follow the regulations. We'll get through this together. As far as I go, um, like I said, I, I'm not ruling out that there's not going to be another one of these, but, I mean, things have to go. If, if there's another one of these, then things have gone really south. And that I feel like that if I call, like, hey, we got to do another COVID episode, then something went bad. Mm-hmm. Um because I doubt I'm going to be like, oh, guess what? Everything's opened up. Let's do a COVID episode. Um, just everyone, sometimes it might be in your best interest to throw a call to a friend or a family member and say, you know, are you doing okay? Just for mm-hmm. the hell of it. Mm-hmm. it. You know, there's a lot of things I think everyone has been dealing with, even if they weren't affected by COVID directly that they could use a talking to, but maybe don't know how to reach out to someone in regards to it. So maybe you be the person that will go and make that effort to reach out. Um, Just definitely everyone stay safe. Uh, As I mentioned, me and Bill will be starting Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts March 28th, uh, season one. But before that, I do have one more wrestling show I'm doing, WWE Free. Not to say that I'm going to be like dead set against doing wrestling shows, but they won't be as consistent for me in the future. Um, but we'll talk all about that on WWE Free, which will come out later in March before Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts debuts. Uh, I don't have a date yet for that. So, yeah, everyone just stay safe. Um Look out for each other and just take some time to just remember everything that was that was lost and hope for better days ahead. And uh, if it's if it's one thing this year has shown, it's the importance of family and friends. Yes, more they are the most important thing in the world, and value them, value them deeply, and uh, give them a call and tell them you love them. Don't be ashamed of that. And as far as following me, you can catch me on thatspodcasting.com and that's podcasting on Instagram and Twitter. So that way you'll get more news on Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts on March 28th. All right, Bill, head us out of here. Well, I, you know, I'll say, um, well, I, I agree with Josiah because this has been a um, therapeutic way to get through this. And I hope it has been with our listeners as well. I think this has also been an educational kind of process because we're learning about how different places you know not only well here in north america anyway and also throughout the world have been handling uh covid19 and you know just some of the news that we've gone through some of the absurdities and some of the stuff that makes sense and it's just been one of those times that you know, I think is a good timeline month by month of what we've all lived through. And, you know, honestly, 
this has just been so much fun to do. Um, I hope that we as a society never have to deal with this kind of a situation ever again, at least in our lifetime. Um, and it's just been an absolute honor to have done this with Jim, who I've known for at least 10 years, and Josiah, yep. who I've known through Elimination of Royal Rumble podcast. And I think the three of us have gotten kind of a, a very strong bond between the three of us. I agree. Yep. I agree. I'm thankful for you guys. I mean that. Thank you. Me too. Yep. I am as well. Um, so you can follow me on Twitter at House of Bill. You can follow me on Instagram at MrBilliam85. And I do a little podcast called That Wrestling Show, which comes out each and every Friday. Thank you all for tuning in. And, well, we'll talk to you all somewhere down the road. Who knows on what or where, but we'll talk to you all real soon.